Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Susan Pinkney, the host of the Southern Bell of Beverly Hills on the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? This week's episode, Hair We Go Again. That's right, H-A-I-R, hair we go again. Growing up in the South, there are several times throughout the year where your hair is expected to be its best. Those times would include first day of school, Christmas, Easter, birthdays, special events, special occasions. And sometimes it involved straightening the hair. But I remember wanting my hair to look like what I saw on television, which at the time was Kim Fields on Facts of Life. Her 2D character was hair goals for many young Black girls. On those special occasions when we got our hair styled, and for me, styled in a, a long mushroom, we felt our prettiest, our most glamorous. And not that it was any better. It was just a different look. So we felt better. You know, there's that saying, when you look good, you feel good. But after seeing a series of Dark and Lovely commercials, Dark and Lovely, the chemical relaxer, very popular, pretty sure it's still being sold in stores. And we got into our heads that we wanted relaxers. So my sister and I decided that we were going to take the power and numbers approach and work on my mom together. We were able to convince my mom that it would make her life easier if we had a relaxer because we could then do our own hair, even for special occasions. She fought it, but eventually she gave in. And at the age of seven, I had my first relaxer. From the age of seven until well into my 30s, I always had a relaxer. And for a population of people who enjoy sharing, sharing recipes, sharing gossip, sharing stories, sharing food, People seem pretty tight-lipped about their hair experience in the South. All the people who wear wigs or weaves or braids or cornrows, unless it's really obvious, traditionally it's been a situation where people don't disclose too much about what it entails to upkeep their hair. As a matter of fact, buying hair was like a dirty secret. There was a beauty supply store in my neighborhood growing up. If you bought anything from them, it would go in their regular store beauty supply bag. But if you bought hair, it's a huge hair secret. People don't talk about it. Of course, people wear them and you see them everywhere. And I'm not just talking about on black women. I'm talking all women. You see them. People just don't talk about it and they don't want you to talk about it either. When my sister and I changed schools, And we met two friends who were so incredibly glamorous. We're talking elementary school age girls who were sent to school with these beautiful braids and cornrows and even little weaves. And oh my goodness, their mom was the most glamorous woman in the whole neighborhood. She had this amazing, beautiful long hair that she would often slip back into like a Sade-style ponytail. Even her house, the way her home was decorated, her furniture was very modern-looking, kind of art deco. And if I'm not mistaken, she even upholstered it herself. This family was just next-level 
can't believe they were in Virginia doing this amazing, we don't care what you guys think attitude. And I remember just being in awe. I know kids are cruel, but the girls actually got made fun of and teased because of their weaves, braids, or cornrows. The other kids in the neighborhood who, quite frankly, couldn't even compare to what these girls were presenting every day to go to school, would actually make fun of them. Even though the kids had a way of demonstrating that at a young age, those same attitudes and behaviors were perpetuated throughout life, throughout junior high and high school and adult life, even through the senior citizens, women in the South still don't want you to know what is going on with their hair, how they're styling it, where they're buying it, or what their secrets are. Moving from the South to Beverly Hills, I came with my long, chemically straightened, (laughs) luxurious hair. I was so proud of my long, chemically straightened hair. I, I knew just from positive affirmations that it was attractive and that it was attractive on me. I was very confident in my long, chemically straightened hair that I pretty much, minus a haircut or two throughout the years, pretty much had similar hairstyles from about age seven through my 30s. So I was obviously very content and comfortable and confident in my hair. Immediately after arriving to Beverly Hills, I discovered right away, juxtaposed to the South, everyone wants to talk about their own hair and your hair. There are no hair secrets in Beverly Hills. People want to talk to you about adding hair, cutting hair, chemicals, no chemicals, natural. What products are you using? Wigs, weaves, extensions, braids, styles. It's one big hair community. Again, not just talking about black women. Also, our white sisters are doing the same thing. You can look to people like Jessica Simpson or Britney Spears or even Pam Anderson who have openly, and Dolly Parton, we're not even going to talk about Miss Dolly, but women who have openly talked about wigs, weaves, extensions. Some of them even have their own hairlines, black and white. People are not afraid to talk about what they're doing with their hair in Beverly Hills. So when I moved to the area, the very first thing after finding which church I was going to join, actually, let me just backpedal on that. It may have been simultaneously as finding the church that I was going to join. But one of the very first things that I had to figure out for myself was where I was going to be getting my hair done. I found a place in walking distance actually the only black salon, Elgin Charles. I actually have a little bit of a history. Well, I have a history with them. They don't have a history with me. But I actually have a little bit of a history with Elgin Charles from Virginia. When I used to work for the North Tides Baseball Club in Virginia, as part of my job responsibilities, I was the director of community relations. I went to the Tim Reed and Daphne Reed Norfolk State University fundraiser. And while I was at this fundraiser, I saw Jack A from 227. And Jack A was with this gentleman who had long, straight-ish hair. And I remember asking him to take a picture of me and Jack A. Turns out it was Elgin Charles. And he, in his own right, 
is a celebrity. He is kind of like the equivalent of Jose Iber or Chaz Dean. He has his own hairline, hair products. He had a list of clientele of who's who. The salon was made in such a way where there's an upstairs private area, and that's where he did his top-tiered clients. But even in the downstairs area where the rest of us would go, you saw some pretty famous people. Elgin Charles did not do my hair, but the woman who actually did my hair in his salon she had clients like Leela Rashan, Sunshine from Harlem Nights, Michelle, who was the singer with the very high-pitched squeaky voice, and Erica Hubbard from an ABC Family show called Lincoln Heights. Those are just a few people that either were ahead of me or behind me on any given Saturday. And I say any given Saturday because there was a period of time in my life where every single Saturday, no fail, no fail. Every single Saturday, I was in the salon to get my hair done. So just to back up a little bit, when I arrived, I entered the salon and met a gentleman who also became a little bit of a celebrity in his own right. Actually, you can see all of these people. If you ever look at a show, don't remember the name of it, but it was about the Elgin Charles salon because they were by themselves a cast of characters. The very first thing that she said to me was, oh, you're still relaxing your hair. When did you move here? Immediately, just by seeing that my hair was still being relaxed, she knew that I had just moved to California. She convinced me that I should start transitioning out of a relaxer and transitioning into my own natural hair. I did just that, and I transitioned basically by getting short haircuts until eventually all of the relaxed hair was gone. But that didn't stop me from continuing to get my hair straightened every single Saturday. So yes, my hair was no longer chemically relaxed, but at this point it was still processed every Saturday using heat. That was fine for a while, but as you can imagine, going to a hair salon every single Saturday in Beverly Hills might be a little expensive. I began to try to figure out a way to not have to go to the salon, but I valued not having a relaxer. So for a while, I forced myself just to continue to keep going until I figured out that I was just gonna slip back into relaxing my hair again. And that's what I did. I gained my freedom, spent less on my hair, and I was back to the girl with the long hair that was chemically straightened. I kept the long, chemically straightened style for at least another five, six years. During the time when I went to the salon every Saturday, I was working in production. I had a production job with a company that worked regularly with the national PBS, as well as a job with Live Nation. As I started to do more talent work and more on-camera work, my look became even more important because of continuity and consistency and the casting of directors were booking me because of a certain look that I had, I lost the flexibility to be able to do with my look what I wanted to do. So as I settled into my relaxed hairstyle again, that was cheaper and comfortable and familiar to me, I started booking a lot of talent work. 
So casting directors who were used to booking me or who had met me or who I'm auditioned for or submitted to were all familiar with me with this relaxed hair look. So changing that look became bigger than just me. Changing that look meant changing my work, changing my whole life, changing my professional experience in Los Angeles. So the idea of doing anything differently was no longer my own. And I had to be very logical and methodical about how I could make any changes if possible. Mind you, on these huge productions where you see these beautiful, amazing leading actors, black or white, and I'm going to continue to say that because when people talk about hair and weaves and extensions and wigs, the very first place people want to go is black. And I can promise you that every production, they're using wigs and weaves and clip-ins and extensions. It's just the way it is. You want to sell this fantasy or sell this illusion. And if there's ways to make them appear more desirable or appear more like the character that you created, you're going to go with it. And that usually includes wigs, weaves, extensions, and clip-ins. It's just the way it is. When I worked on The Big Bang Theory, the woman who played the Bernadette character was being wrapped and they were suggesting that she go back to the hair trailer so they can remove her clip-ins. And she said, no, I got it. And she started removing the clips on set in front of a large crowd. She didn't care. She, like most people in Southern California, don't have an issue with hair accessories or ways to make yourself appear more of what the fantasy is. There came a period of time where I was done with relaxing my hair. I didn't want to see another relaxer again. I just want it to be natural and be free. Mind you, I really didn't know what natural hair Susan would look like. Remember, age seven is when I got my first relaxer. And even when I took the short break of not relaxing my hair, it was definitely being processed with heat. So I really didn't know what the result would be when I chose to fully go natural and to eliminate heat and all those processes that remove your natural curl. But I wanted to do it so bad. I felt called to do it. Though I was afraid that the casting directors may not like the new curly look, and because I was afraid that my regular shows like Scandal and The Other Restless might go away if I changed my appearance, I was determined to do just that. I remembered working on a film in Virginia with the wonderful Miss Alfre Woodard. And when I was on the feature, I was her photo double and stand-in. And they gave me a wig to match her hair. I had a light bulb moment. I just thought about it and was thinking if I could just get a couple wigs to match my relaxed hair look, then I can do whatever I want with my hair. So I had some wigs in my arsenal. Yes, I already had wigs. And as a matter of fact, I remember once in Virginia when I was working for the production company, after going back for a little bit, I started wearing a blonde haired wig to work. It was like the best week and a half, two weeks of my life. I don't know why I decided to do it. I just decided to do it. It was just a fun experiment. And I think I need to do that again one day, actually. But it was just a fun experiment. 
So yes, I had an arsenal of wigs already. So when I looked into my arsenal of wigs, I just needed to figure out which ones most closely matched my relaxed hair. I found a couple that I felt would match me enough where if I didn't want to say something, I actually didn't have to say anything at all. Armed with my wigs, I politely waited for an opportunity where all of my regular shows had went away. So after the series Scandal Wrapped, and I was no longer going to be standing in for Miss Kerry Washington or any of the other African-American actresses who were coming on set, I felt free to really focus on is it the right time to transition to being a natural girl. I did one more feature with Miss Alfre Woodard here in Los Angeles called Clemency. And on Clemency, I actually had the ability to make the first cut of my hair. So on Clemency, my hair was just above my shoulders and it was a good length for the hair that her character had. And it was also a good length for me to get ready for my big chop. Because I was getting booked on other shows, which I'm never going to complain about getting booked. That's an amazing, wonderful thing. Please give me more work. I, I will take the work any day of the week. So, but because I was getting more work based on my look and I didn't want to interrupt that, it took me longer to get to my big chop. And after a while, I started to wonder if it was the right thing to do, if I really wanted to do it. I'd started some new hosting gigs. And then in January of 2019, I just did it. The big chop. I didn't tell anybody initially. I kept it to myself until after I did it. It was something that I wanted to do and something that I wanted to do for a very long time. When I finally told people about the big chop and was sharing pictures of my hair, I had people from the South, people that I know and love, I had them tell me, not ask me, but tell me why I did it. I was accused of being depressed. I was accused of being temporarily insane. My femininity was even questioned, all because I cut off all of the chemically relaxed hair so that I could grow the hair the way that God intended me to have hair on my head. I'm a logical and methodical person above all else. I made sure that it was not going to interfere with my work. And yes, when I talk about my work, it's different than just going into an office all the time or it's different from being a teacher or having jobs where people look at you and your appearance and your hair for different and different reasons, which I'm so grateful that the Crown Act passed because for those reasons that people are judged or discriminated against because of their hair, they needed protections. We need protections. I had fear of cutting my hair because of the look that I was being booked with. The one show that continued pre-Big Chop and post-Big Chop for me was The Young and the Restless. And what's interesting about that show, when I auditioned back in August of 2017 for them, and the look that they hired me with was definitely the long, chemically straightened hair girl, which is different from the wavy, curly, natural girl style that I'm 
regularly wearing when I work with them now. What's interesting is, granted, I eased into the transition with them and then eventually starting to add my hair into the mix with ponytails or braids. Overall, it was well-received. And what's beautiful about my hair experience working in Southern California, Beverly Hills, Hollywood, working on shows that people know, what I did for myself to give myself a little boost and to discover something new as an adult about myself, to learn what my curl pattern is and to learn how to style it and what's my best wash and go and what product should I be using or shouldn't I be using. What started off as something that I was doing for myself turned into a bigger movement that I didn't even plan or anticipate. It's turning into me being one of many, I will admit, but me being someone that little girls across the U.S. can also look to, to see themselves or to see a reflection of themselves in their hair and their curliness and, and embrace it so that they don't take a whole lifetime of not even knowing what their real God-given beauty looks like. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and subscribe on iTunes. Also leave a comment. Tell me about your hair journey. What are you doing? What's next for you? You can find us at Believe.com and Believe Podcasts, as well as Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn. And you can find me personally at SUZQ90210, SUZQ90210 on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you're interested in advertising, hey, please do. You can reach out to Believe at Believe.com. Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to talking to you again. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.